If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 621. It is November 15th, 2023, November 15th, being a notable date that we'll mention in just a second. But uh, welcome to IGN San Francisco studio. I'm Ryan McCaffrey here as we move out to the wide shot. I've got, we, we are full Voltron. We've got the, all five lions are here today. I love it. Uh, Stella Chung, good to see you. You too. Miranda Sanchez, good to see you. Hi. For one final time, we'll talk about that. She's not leaving IGN. Let me just head off the panic uh, YouTube comments. Destin Legary in Los Angeles. Hello, my friend. Bam. Hey, everybody. And hailing from Portland, Oregon, Khalif Adams from Spawn on Me. Hello, my friend. Hello, hello, hello. hello. Good to see you all. Good to see you. Uh, both our basketball teams are just mired in mediocrity right now. So we're going to... Who knows what's happening? <laughs> I, I just didn't get into a chokehold, so it's good. It's, it's I'm true. Yeah. At least, uh, yeah, you're, we're having a better day than Ru Rudy Gobert. Uh, Ru and we're, we're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. All right. Uh, Let's go back to that for a second before we pivot all. It's going to be all happy news after this. Yes. Miranda. Good episode. Well, yes, this is my last episode of Podcast Unlocked as a formal member of the crew. This Voltron line is taking its little like excursion, you know, where they go off and go become stronger and whatever they're doing. Um, joking aside, this is totally a production thing. Like just production issues. Like do not read into that as anything else other than literally production and it just worked out that i was the best one to swap out so you know here we are and i'll, I'll be back as like a guest and everything like i'm not as ryan said i'm not leaving ign i'm still doing guides still love an xbox still around but yeah i'm i'm sad but also it's fine i'm still here and i can still come on sometimes say hello the miranda of course as usual being humble there basically she is moved up to have enough responsibility <laughs> where it's just literally, you, you, you know, as you've been on kind of unlocked hiatus already for the last several months, you, it just, it isn't going to, you, you can't carve out the time for unlocked in your, in your role and, and how that role has grown. So 
We're going to super miss you. Yeah. You've been amazing on this, this podcast. I've had such a blast doing a show with you. Yeah. So many hun too. hundreds of shows at this point. It's so weird. I don't even remember when I started being on this full time, but you know, it's been many years at this point. So thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure. And I'll be around. Who knows? Maybe I'll just circle back someday. Yeah. Just, yeah. just drop in from time to time. Yeah. You're welcome anytime. Open, open door policy thank for you. Miranda. Like. Like when Gear Six is announced, I'll be here. Yeah, I'll be like, coming on. I just like someone enters the channel and just shoves out all the other frames. Literally, Miranda has entered the chat. That's what will be at that point when we finally get that Gear Six announcement. But let's move on to happier topics, and I want to start with something I actually didn't realize until I logged on to Twitter this morning. We are recording on November fifteenth, which means. Happy 22nd birthday to Xbox. The original Xbox launched November 15th, of course, 2001, 22 years ago. It started, it got to legal drinking age last year. <laughs> it's, it's partied. It's maybe got a little bit of a beer belly going on right now just because it's got to scale back, got to just learn to reel it in. Uh, although, you know, uh, is 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 Activision Blizzard the like beer belly in this because they're just getting bigger? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. No, so it's, beer bellies are bad. Activision Blizzard acquisitions are good if you're Microsoft. But uh, yeah, 22 years. Toddler, 22 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Well, no, I was eight. I think. Yeah. So both elementary yeah. school. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which is cool. That's totally cool. <laughs> Uh, it's not sending it you to a spiral or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hadn't already started, I totally started my professional career at that point. No, actually, I, hadn't, I was still in college in I was gonna 2001. Say, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I was still, oh, wow. I joined OXM in October of 2002, one year in to the, uh, to the Xbox. Khalif Adams, any, any quick uh, memories from 22 years ago? Eight years old? Oh my God, I'm so old. No, just like... <laughs> I mean, it was a really great time for games. It was like that 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 moment where you were like, "Oh, we're moving into a whole new technological space, and this is going to be a part of what gaming is going to be for the foreseeable future." So, it's it's so many memories of just like you remembering kind of opening that box and remembering what that console used to kind of smell mm -hmm. like that plastic, like all of those things, and the Duke controller, of course, of course was. The, the the kind of biggest uh memory that i have but man there was so many good times uh for for getting a chance to play you know 20 something years ago that's wild destin if i remember right halo 3 on the 360 that that was more that was like a big game in your career right that was that the one that kind of helped launch you you're making halo 3 videos but can you does your brain go back you got did you did you play the original xbox at all yeah, I can remember, I think the first time I played the original Xbox, I was at a house party and my friend Trevor had the original Xbox and he had Halo on it. And I'd never seen anything like Halo before, right? I think I was still playing PS2 and uh, really into Metal Gear at that time. And then I, Halo comes along and I was like, whoa, what is this? This is so cool. So all night I just played Halo. And then eventually I would go on to get my own Xbox, you know, play Halo, use the, the Xbox Connect or whatever the trick was to play online with that small community. Oh yeah, XB Connect, and, right? Wasn't yeah, the, XB yeah. Connect back in the day. And then, you know, Rainbow Six would come along and go on to be one of my favorite shooters on the Xbox platform. And later in the Xbox 360 era, I won the 360 
and Halo 3 came along, Game Trailers, who ironically IGN owns now, <laughs> uh, held a contest, <laughs> and then I ended up winning the contest and starting my career that way. So yeah, lots of uh, Xbox ties to where I am today. Yeah, the... Uh... So you mentioned Halo. So by extension, Halo also turns 22 today because it launched day and date. It was like the the killer app launch title for the original Xbox. And you know, I was I was tweeted about this earlier. It's what the it was only four years. They you know Microsoft on purpose cut that thing off after four years because it, they were losing so much money on every console by design just to get their foot in the door in the console space. Then the 360 is where, of course, things really. You know, they really sort of, it turned into a real business for them. But boy, what a four-year run. I mean, the first year was mostly Halo. But what what a game that was, as Destin alluded to. I mean, that it just, it's one of the greatest day one launch titles for any system ever. It was also yeah. Fusion Frenzy. I'll give you that. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it is Miranda's last My appearance. Last, I get to do anything I want. <laughs> yes. I get to do anything. <laughs> but, you know, in that four years, we'd also go on to get Splinter Cell. Actually, we go on to get three Splinter Cells, all of them great. Uh, we'd go on to get, of course, Fable and KOTOR and Ninja Gaiden and uh, Steel Battalion in terms of like weird stuff that we'll never see again. Uh, you know, Ghost Recon. Destin mentioned Rainbow Six Three, which was a, a huge game for Xbox. Thank you, Gamefly, for letting me rent it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Gamefly wow. ads used to run in OXM. I, rem I remember mm -hmm. they would see those and usually towards the back of the magazine. Wow. Uh, yeah, just a, a really incredible four-year run, uh, which, so, uh, and, and I'm here because of the, I'm literally at IGN because I don't, uh, of the Xbox. I, you know, I happen to get hired at OXM, and I, I'm not sure I would have ended up at IGN as the Xbox guy if it hadn't been for the Xbox to give me the boost and give me the start at OXM. So happy birthday, Xbox. Love it. How about some more good news? The subject line, the headline of this week's show, Baldur's Gate 3. I had some notes about how we're getting close on Baldur's Gate 3. And then for once, Stella, <laughs> two minutes before we walked in here to record, instead of usually stuff will just happen two yeah. minutes after and we just miss it, we got even more of a Baldur's Gate 3 update. Yeah, so excited. Uh, so Larian tweeted that they're going to be at the Game Awards for a world premiere um, and that they are still on track for a December release for the Xbox and that they're going to have an official release date at the Game Awards, which I'm so excited for because the amount of people who have been tweeting at me every time I post a picture of my um, <clears throat> five characters. So I have five playthroughs going on. <laughs> Don't judge me. Um, oh, my. <laughs> yeah. I'm jealous. If you, if you I'm still not... need help on guides, like I am playing that <laughs> game so much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful with what you just I volunteer. Say, I, mean, <laughs> I already I, know your schedule, but we can, yeah, we can no. make some stuff. No. <laughs> I make time for that game, but I am so excited because the amount of people who have replied to me being like, like, I can't wait to play this on Xbox. I'm so excited. Some people have been waiting so long for this. And it makes me so happy that Larian is able to release this in such a timely manner. Like, it's kind of crazy, right? Well, you know, I, I don't want to go negative and go back to like, well, we should have had it the same <laughs> yes. day. The PS5 yeah. it was ne it was never a PS5 exclusive. It was the Series S and the parody thing. But let's focus on the positive. Yeah. That you're right. They said that... Phil bent the rules, which was the correct decision, as we talked about extensively here at the time. The rules were bent. 
and the Series S will not get the split-screen co-op. I don't think anybody's really going to complain about that. And Larian said at that time, which was, what, early September, I believe, at that, at that time, they said, mm -hmm. We're, we, we will have it out by the end of the year, and they're going to they're gonna hold to that promise, which is just awesome. Now, uh, Game Award, I, I think there is a maybe a 50% chance, maybe a coin flips chance. Khalif, I, I want to get your take on this. So December, no video game comes out in the back half of December. It just doesn't happen. Right. You've got the holidays in there. People are out of their normal kind of habits and routines. Do you think there's a coin flips chance, better or worse, Khalif, that, that their Game Awards launch date announcement will in fact be that night the Xbox version drops? I, I see, probably. I mean, it makes the most sense, right? It's like, it makes a ton of sense for them to kind of like, have that tweet go out and then have that coordinated to be the thing that gets shown during the game awards they'll have the most eyes on it you know a lot of folks are gonna already have had thoughts about you know and we probably would have at that point seen if they might have won an award during the night already uh so there's gonna be a lot of energy around the game and yeah. i think a lot of folks have an expectation just for what you know that studio has kind of brought and they've been waiting for this edition and this version to come out so yeah, it makes perfect sense for them to drop it during that time and, and kind of right at the show. I'm with you. I think that's probably what's yeah. going to happen. Or and if it doesn't, I'm sure it'll be for a technical reason, not for any sort of like marketing. Let's uh, you know, the marketing right. reason would the mar marketing would say drop it that night at the Game Awards when you're as right. Khalif wisely notes, you might you, they're probably going to be taking home some awards, possibly including Game of the Year. So what better time than while you're g busy getting uh having praise rain down upon you than to say, and go play it on Xbox right now. I can't wait to go, mm -hmm. go bang some bears. I hear that's a thing. <laughs> a bear. A bear. A bear. <laughs> what? I know, I know it's a thing. <laughs> that's just, where you go to with this? <laughs> I scroll IGN and I just see, there's like speed running to the bear sex. I'm like, I don't quite know what this means, but. Okay, yep. I guess this is a thing I gotta it's see you now in this yeah, video game. It's, yep. If you'd like to see, you can check out uh, <laughs> Boris Gate 3 Guide. <laughs> yeah. 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 We have a whole video, so my boyfriend was actually, we contracted him to do it. Oh. <laughs> we have a safe for work version of all the romances and a not safe for work. Oh. Let me tell Damn. you, hearing him record that for like two hours straight, it was so funny. I would, I was working right downstairs, and I hear, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like some of them get really graphic, but the not safe for work ones, he was like, "Oh, it's like black screen. It's nothing." So it's super funny. <laughs> getting a little taste there on on the video version of Unlocked, but there, that wasn't. I didn't see any bears. I just no. saw an elf, elf man. And yeah, it's. it's I do declare. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3 is now imminent on Xbox. Um, can't wait at, for no matter what creatures you're having just, intercourse just with. one. It's fine. And it's not really... Oh, the, here we go. This, you gotta watch on video this week. I mean, is, is Larry gonna, be, is gonna make this the part of the accolades trailer? Like... Larian has to make this a part of the accolades trailer at some point. It has to. It I has to. I don't think to. he's just going to go in for a hug. Like, I, no. You just, so, nope. <laughs> I'm guessing <laughs> we, we cut away. He, he, he just gets eaten, right? He's lunch. There's no, like, that. Something gets eaten. 
They're playing Smash Bros for real. <laughs> Possibly your game of the year, ladies and gentlemen. This I think is the I, most I red think I've just, ever seen you. It's not even the rosacea this time. I think I just changed my vote for game of the year from Alan Wake 2 to Baldur's. No, I, I in all seriousness, I, oh. I need to play it before casting my vote for IGN, which we haven't started our process yet, but um, oh, man. yeah. It's <laughs> it's gonna be good. Yeah, you say that. I just want to be the evil cursed person who just kills everything and messes so stuff up. Fun. That's all I want to do. Are you it's evil in any of your five characters? Yes, my second and third one are. They're um, one is trying to fight it. The other one is just fully embracing oh. it. And let me t actually, I, I do want to go into like a little rant on this. Please. I love how this game handles like the true like dark uh, reasonings and pathings that you can do. It's not like. Look, I liked Mass Effect, but it's not like Mass Effect. Oh, I punched a reporter. Oops, I'm an, you know, I'm, I'm a jerk. But it's like, no, you can actually start wars and it's really bad. You really feel the consequences and you're just like, oh, I'm like actually just horrible. I can't wait. It's I'm so good. Straight, I'm absolutely <laughs> doing that because as, as longtime listeners know, KOTOR, full dark side, it was the best, most fun way to play that game. As Miranda nods, d disapprovingly shakes her head at me. You've had times about Fable. I had the horns going out of my head. Very evil in oh. Fable 1. Uh, it's, I just like when, I like seeing how far games will let me take it, right? Because it's yes. a game, it's like, I wouldn't behave this way in real life. I want to see where this goes in the game. So you're telling me that Baldur's Gate 3 Let's you take it pretty far. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna find out how far. You can kill pretty much anyone you want, which is kind of crazy. It's <laughs> taking out all of them. I'm gonna go in this game solo. Yeah. No party. Oh, nice. I will say it's gonna get really hard, but Oops. it's not impossible. Figure it out. <laughs> all right, so there you go. Baldur's Gate three. Uh, it's getting spicy in every in every which way. <laughs> Poor Kai. He's been like wiping away tears from laughing and. <laughs> It's so funny. I just love the fact that the community is like really going in on that so hard. They love they sure it so are. much. And I'm like, oh, yep. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Re reasonable. Oh my goodness. But, all right. So, just agreeing with Ka. I don't know. What did I say? We're getting the announcement of the date at the Game Awards. Oh. You heard Khalif. I'm with him. Not sure who, if anybody else will, but it's uh, we're we're kind of in the it's probably going to launch that night camp. So, um, you know, you might want to be prepared as an Xbox fan to call in sick for work the next day. You might you might go down with a little something uh, and need to need to rest up and play Baldur's Gate three all day. All right. Uh, speaking of the Game Awards, the nominees were announced. Thought we'd talk through those a little bit. Alan Wake 2 and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom leading the way with eight nominations apiece. Hi-Fi Rush for Xbox had the most of any Xbox game. Five nominations for Hi-Fi Rush, the, the awesome year. What a, what a year for Tango Gameworks. Uh, starting it with by pleasantly surprising all of us, and they're ending it with five nominations at the Game Awards, and we'll see if they end up taking home any trophies. Let me uh, run through these, and I want to go around the table here, get everybody's... Maybe we should just go around and do our Game of the, game Awards votes in each category. Oh, okay. Because like, it's not IGN votes. We're going to... That, that's a whole, like, big team thing. So let's see here. Let's start with... Uh, so Game of the Year. The nominees are Alan... I won't run through every single category, but the nominees are Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, 
Spider-Man 2, RE4 Remake, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Destin, of those, yeah. if you had IGN's vote, which you do not, we are at one giant collective vote. What's, uh, what's, it, what's the game of the year for you on this list? It's Baldur's Gate. And I think Baldur's Gate takes it. I think Alan Wake 2 has a little bit of that, that I don't know what they call it. Recency everybody bias? Just, yeah, recency bias, because everybody just played through it. But like Stella alluded to earlier, the amount of twists and turns that you can take in Baldur's Gate 3 and uh, Bear side quests. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I do think it's a pretty phenomenal game, and I do think that it ends up taking it at the end of the day. Khalif? I will bear my soul oh my and just go with Alan Wake 2 oh, on that one. I thought you were doing Alan... I, <laughs> I think he was. No, I was. Alan Wake but, 2. You know, Alan Wake 2 easily. Yep. Easily. easily? Nice. Wow. Okay. Easily. Okay. Uh, easily Miranda? Alan Wake 2. I am still working my way through Alan Wake 2 because I had to kind of put a slowdown on it as I have to work on it. But here's the kingdom for me. <laughs> Stella, mm. I, would I correctly guess Baldur's Gate 3? Yeah. But for a while, it was Tears of the Kingdom. But I think yeah. the more I played Baldur's Gate and the different styles I went through, I was like, you can't do that in Tears of the Kingdom. There are just so many different dialogue trees that have been implemented in Baldur's Gate. It really sets the bar for RPGs. And I'm like, no, that this raised the standards for everything. So, yeah, no, it has to be Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Um, I have So with the huge caveat that I have not played Baldur's Gate 3 yet. I'm, I sit with that, too. Yeah. I have not played it. Hmm. I, it is Alan Wake 2 for me as of today, uh, of this group. I, and I reviewed Super Mario Brothers Wonder and gave it a 9. Love that game. It's awesome. But Alan Wake 2, even though I'm only half-ish way into it, it is. we were, we were talking before we went on the air. I, I've just not seen a game. It is so narratively rich and layered and textured and the way it blends in live action cutscenes in a way that's not goofy it's like totally makes sense and it's i've not seen a story told this way in a game before even though you know like gameplay wise it's survival horror stuff that we've mechanically seen before re4 also on the, the remake of re4 also nominated here arguably does it does the mechanics better than alan wake 2 does but the characters, the story, the the look and art direction, every everything about Alan Wake too, man. I am totally loving it so far, and I am eager to to finish my playthrough. So we'll see if my vote changes when I get my time with Baldur's Gate three. But uh, interesting. R E four is a bit of a contentious one for me. I, I don't. That's why is a remake on the game of the year list. It doesn't make doesn't make sense to me. And there's a few problematic ca categories, but. I mean, I know how difficult these things are to do, so I don't want to, like, lambast them for it, but, like, to me, it's a little, it's a strange one. Yeah, I was going to ask how everyone felt about seeing Resident Evil 4 remake on that <laughs> list. I don't think it should be there. Yeah, like, it was good, but it yeah. wasn't Game like, of the Even if it's no. Final I, Fantasy, like, it's knocking off a game that released this year, you yeah. know, as yeah. opposed to a game that was built from the ground. I don't know. There's, I, I'd have to read more about ahead. their categorization, like, and how it gets in. Yeah, I mean, the description of the, for the category is simply recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. No. So, you know, <laughs> fairly general. I, <clears throat> yeah. There's a case to be made either way, right? You can you absolutely argue your face off for this or against this, and you'd be right either way. Like, you can make a good case. 
either way. But I certainly... Let's do best ongoing game next. Oh, no. I, 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 know. I, I, I really do respect Destin's argument there that, that, hey, you know, yes, this is a great re ground-up remake that did come out this year, but this is something that's, what, 18 years old? And it's at its core, and you know, let's let's recognize something new from 2023 instead. But, um, but yeah, so I, I definitely see the argument there. But um, so I guess what our informal tally then was? I think we were split. Wait, I think it's all split. because yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miranda went Tears of the Kingdom, and then we went two two on Alan Wake and uh, yeah. and Baldur's Gate with the with the huge asterisk that neither Miranda nor I have played. <clears throat> Baldur's well, Gate 3 yet. I haven't played Alan Wake, so I, All right. I just highly yeah. doubt it's going to like... Like, I'm a Mass Effect guy. I'm wearing a Mass Effect shirt. Baldur's <laughs> Gate hit all the right notes for me. It's going to be hard for me to imagine Alan Wake. It got, an, a, it got a 10 know. out of IG, on IGN and lots of other places, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, I definitely think... Uh, I mean, the, clearly, the like if we were betting on this, like if there were FanDuel odds on this in Vegas, I, I think, <laughs> right. you know, Zelda probably would have, have the, the highest odds. It would be like plus whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think Baldur's Gate would be right behind it. And Alan Wake 2 is kind of the, the dark horse, I feel like. That's, mm -hmm. you know, Destin mentioned I recency bias, but it is a phenomenal game that has gotten huge critical acclaim that just happens to have come out right before the nominee. I don't mean that it's a No, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, so we'll yeah. we'll see kind of where all this shakes out. Uh, I I think if the community voted, Baldur's Gate would win by a landslide. Oh, you yeah. think so? Over you think the community would over anything over else Zelda? on the list? Yeah. Yes, because I think because Baldur's Gate is the one game that has gotten people who aren't into turn based RPGs or D and D into the game just because of how much you you know it's it's very good at introducing people into the concepts. Yeah. Um, the storyline is incredibly compelling. So I think the fact that it's been able to bring in people outside of that specific audience, it's kind of a testament to just how well it's been able to, uh, you know, just work its way into people's hearts and connect with people. Um, I do want to take a minute here because we are on podcast unlocked and talk about something that the xbox community has been talking about in the in the wake mm -hmm. of these nominations <laughs> and that is a, a very notable game that is not on here that being starfield now uh the xbox tax was trending on twitter <laughs> i completely get the the love for Starfield and people being upset, I, I don't think there's any sort of Xbox tax involved here from the voting media. Destin, I can see you're, you're ready to explode. Please, please uh, well, take the floor. Uh, not about Starfield specifically, but there's an Xbox Newswire post saying that they were nominated. They have 10 nominations across eight categories from their first party studios at Xbox. So... I think there's a lot of sensitivity around what's happening with Xbox, just seeing the reaction to the call, negative Call of Duty reviews. Like, that's not on... That has nothing to do with Xbox, in my opinion. Like, I, I don't even think that correlation is really made yet. That'll be, like, next year or something. So, like, that's been a little strange. Um, I, I, I agree with the sentiment that Resident Evil 4 is a strange one for Game of the Year, but I don't necessarily think that Starfield would have been on that list. I think there's a lot of other games that got knocked off. So Resident Evil Remake could be on there. Like Final Fantasy 16 could have replaced it. And then the, the same sentiment would have been 
out there of an, the Xbox tax, whatever people are saying that is, you know? Yeah, I had, uh, I mean, J Jedi Survivor was on my initial ballot yeah. uh, when we were starting to sort of circulate nominations for the, for, said, for the IGN vote amongst the team. You said Diablo like two weeks ago yeah, was your game of the year. Absolutely. So Yeah, and, yeah. It's, and it's still, it would be a strong consideration for me too. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, we're talking about a game and I, the, the, everybody's having a great time with it. But you look at, in terms of, I just don't think there should be a surprise that it's been, that it didn't make this short list of six. Remember, IGN, when we do our Game of the Year nominations, we nominate 10. And, and we expanded that from five some years ago because it just, there's too many great games. Like, we, we should absolutely be recognizing more of them. And you could make that argument to Jeff Keighley here. But for, for the time being, for this year, the nominations are capped at six. Uh, and so, you know, we'll see if Starfield makes the list of the, the 10 for IGN. Our, our, I think our game of the year stuff is, well, it's got to be next month because we're all, we've got Thanksgiving next week. So it's not happening next week. Um, Starfield was nominated for best RPG. Yes, it was in that category. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the reason I say it shouldn't be a surprise, the, the, to finish my point is, I went and took a look at where the Metacritic landed, which I know, you know, like we, <laughs> people like to kind of wield Metacritic either, it'll be like, oh, Metacritics, we don't listen to that. Or if it's, if it says what they want, like, oh, look at Metacritic, but uh, 83 on Metacritic, which is, that's great, right? On the, <laughs> on the IGN, we, the eights are great. Eight is great. But uh, 83 is probably not going to cut it when you, are, when you have a list of six, six total nominees. This week's Podcast Unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash Unlocked without the E. That's N O R D VPN dot com slash U N L O C K D, and that'll give you four extra months on the two year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. I think this is a game that Bethesda fans will like, right? Like, if you like Bethesda games, you will like it. And, and, it's, and, and millions upon millions of, of people course. like Bethesda's games for good yeah. reason. But I think a lot of people who wanted to get into this as sort of a space RPG format were kind of disappointed by the lack of actual RPG elements that, like, could let you fully explore the full possibilities. I mean, like, Mass Effect, you could see people, like, different aliens and, you know, different people out there. But this is very... It feels very like cookie cutter space fiction. And so it's one of those things of like, I don't know if it really did anything extraordinary outside of that element. So I feel like for me personally, that's why I see it didn't make the uh, Game of the Year nomination. So as someone who really liked Starfield, my problems with it were I personally would... I mean, I would have to think about it, whether or not I'd want it to be on a Game of the Year list. I think there are other categories that maybe are better suited to it. This is a game that has some really great moments surrounded by a lot of good to mediocre things. Like there's just some systems that don't quite make sense and the end game feels fine. And mostly what you're doing at that point is just side quest hunting because I, I didn't feel like some of the other mechanics they try to build in for like the settlements were really done that well. Like it's kind of cumbersome to build, especially on Xbox. And it's not, it doesn't make, I'm like, what am I doing with this? I already have enough money. I don't need any more money. Like what is this for? I guess to build more but i don't get anything out of it like there's just not a lot of return there the characters are just mostly just fine they're good to fine but they're not like iconic for some of the other ones that i felt like we've had from bethesda games and again this is coming from someone who really did like their time and i spent <laughs> a lot of time with starfield y'all a lot of time and and so I think it's unfair for people to say, well, this is just the Xbox tax. It's like, no, I mean, they tried something and there were really great moments in there and some stuff doesn't quite work. But it's it's just there are a lot of really fantastic games this year and you kind of have to take a step back and think about it from a different critical lens. But that can be hard to do. And I understand, especially if you like really love that one thing and you haven't played the other games. Khalif, your thoughts on uh, Starfield not making this short list? Yeah, mirror a lot of the stuff that Miranda said. I think the the if this game came out in a year that wasn't 2023, we'd have a different conversation around mm -hmm. it, I think. I think it would fit into a different like elevated last year, space. It would have made the list last year, right? Yeah, it, I think it would have. Like this year was so full of so many bangers that it's hard to give it that space. Like again, even looking at that list, I would have pulled out Resident Evil 4 for a game like El Paso Elsewhere. Like that game to me, spoke to me in a way that I've not had most games, even in a year, fantastic games, speak to me in that way. And I think, you know, for Starfield and the folks who are kind of in their feels about the, the it didn't get on the list thing, it's, it's a, I understand when people have that kind of sentiment where they're like, this thing I really, really loved or, or want to kind of see in a space that maybe they felt it didn't get its due, should have gotten its, its kind of uh, spotlight here. 
it, it, it wound up landing in the wrong year in a, in, a, in a really interesting way. But I think, you know, speaking towards all the pieces that went into it, like those were the parts that if you look at them in, you know, in, in total, great game, not phenomenal game. Great game with a lot of weird things that, that could have been fixed or, you know, before it launched or now, even a couple of months in, still are kind of outliers in, in that space and could have potentially gotten some more love. So, yeah, it's it's wrong, wrong year for, for Starfield to, to, to make it happen. So we'll see. You brought up Metacritic. Oh, I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> no, go ahead. So you brought up Metacritic before, and if you just start looking at the, the scores that were given to the games, like you got Zelda, Baldur's Gate, Metroid Prime Remake, which came out earlier, Alan Wake 2, Resident Evil 4, Cocoon, which is nominated for a few things, the Super Mario game, Sea of Stars, the Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty content, um, Diablo 4 is on the list, and that's just like one page of games that came out this year. So just going by scores, Starfield was... A little bit of a mixed bag in terms of some people adored it like the people who loved it absolutely adored it right and the and a lot of people thought it was just okay and that's fine like dan gave it a seven right and that's not a bad score but that's how he, he felt about it and there were a lot of people at other outlets and even people in the community that felt it was sort of in that realm even we've even seen reddit sort of allude to the the idea that a seven is seven or eight is about where it lands and when you're up against 90s that's that's a tough sell for game of the year yeah i and i think even if you just look at it in a vacuum uh which which we kind of would have as khalif was noting like last year if it had dropped last year it, yeah, it would have won just, i think it's probably there were just so few big awesome games that dropped last year it might have made the cut but even looking at it in a vacuum and i think miranda was really kind of getting at this it's because you know baldur's gate 3 you said it already stella and and correctly it's, it, it really raised the bar for what a western rpg can be and can do but even forgetting about baldur's gate 3 entirely i think oh. what 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 uh Todd Howard and the team at Bethesda Game Studios have done so well over the years is they have they have continually raised the bar in one way or another between the Elder Scrolls games and the Fallout games. And I think that maybe just Starfield, yes, it's it's very good. People are having a great time with it, but it just doesn't put it does they they did not re reset that bar as high as we expect and want them to. And I think maybe that's where some of the disappointment comes from is they have their talent has, we've come to expect them to just keep raising that bar. And it, and that bar didn't, didn't go up maybe as high as, as it, as it has in the past with, with their games. Even in 2022, you're up against Elden Ring. You're up against God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West, you know? Yeah, those are those are. I don't think you would have beat Alden Ring either. Well, maybe not for the actual game of the year award. But I think it would have gotten about nomination. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the cracking yeah. the cracking that short list. So, mm -hmm. so um, I wanted to highlight Hi-Fi Rush again. Five leading the way. Five uh, leading the way for Xbox with five nominations. I have them here. Hang on. I thought I wrote them down in my notes. But it turns what, out, here Ryan? we go. I got it. Best action game, best art direction, best score in music, best audio design, and innovation in accessibility. 
which Diablo 4 and Forza Motorsport were also nominated. Other Xbox games in that category. And then uh, we mentioned, and then the one other nomination was the aforementioned Best RPG for Starfield. So, uh, Hi-Fi Rush, Khalif, how joyous was this video game? And, and which, which of these categories, I mean, do, do you realistically think it's going to win? Because it deserves probably all, all five of these, or at least, I don't know about accessibility. I'm, I don't pretend to be an expert there, but it, it's sure. certainly fitting in the, those other four it's nominated in, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, I, it's also really cool to see a game that has a lot of uh, uh, music and rhythm based mechanics in it get into a lot of categories as a person who loves amplitude and those kinds of games it's nice to be able to see that be a part of the conversation but like every time i look at this game I'm just like the art team just crushed it on this game so like art direction i was thinking about that a lot the other day while i got a chance to see the, the nominees and i was like "Ooh, i kind of i kind of hope it takes it because games like these don't get a lot of love in in a, in a lot of different ways. Fidelity is is always been a thing that people lean on to, but art direction is I think something that you know if you're thinking also about the kind of conversations that we've seen recently about the indie space drives a lot of really fantastic games to be elevated in a way that we hadn't really gotten the chance to see before. And I think you know the the crew at Tango when they knocked it out of the park with this, they really did do something really special with what this game is going to, what this game was and, and, and is. So yeah, I hope, I hope they pulled that one out of the bag for, for, uh, and, and upset people <laughs> for best art direction. Uh, the other, so I'll read you the nominees in those categories. So for best action game, it's up against mm -hmm. Armored Core 6, Dead Island 2, it would beat that. Ghost Runner 2, I think mm -hmm. it would probably beat that. Uh, Remnant 2, that's a tough one. Very good game. Mm -hmm. Very excellent game. Um, Miranda, it's, it's, it's got a shot, right, against those guys? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I think the maybe a bigger question between that and it would be Remnant 2, that, and then Armor Core 6 would be the, the toss-ups there. Yeah, Remnant 2. Reaction game, at least. At Remnant 2, I probably would have put in my game of the year, probably, because it's, it's mm. over Resident Evil 4, yes. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Oh, my God. The amount of... I have so many playthroughs with so many people, and each one is so different. It is incredible. But, yeah, I, I could go off on that all day, so I'm not going <laughs> to... The best art direction category might be maybe the most stacked category, now that I really... Look, look at... Listen to this. Best art direction, Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. All of those have tremendous art styles. <laughs> I, I have to say, I think, I think Super Mario Brothers Wonder gets my vote there. Okay. It is such a, I know this, we're on an Xbox show, but the, 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 the color, the, the, the use of the color, the animation, like it is, that game is so insane to look at. Like it looks like a sequel to Super Mario World, you know, made in 2023 like if if super mario world had kind of kept going that this is what it would it's just so that game's so alive visually speaking but these other games are are no slouches but i do hope that that uh, hi-fi rush scores at least one or two of i feel these. like it'll get like at least one or two i think there's one maybe this is contrarian to say but the one that i don't think it should be for me would not have nominated it for would be audio design because even though music, yes, but some of the audio, I think, kind of 
tends to be a little annoying or sometimes at odds with what you want to do mechanically in that game it's very much about like pushing forward like keeping that movement feel but also it's like go around this corner and go look for stuff and then if you kind of get off the beat and just like yeah. some of that kind of messes with each other a little bit and i've had some like weird audio stuff i just really hate when that the, the clapping like the hey 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 i hate it so much guys i hate it <laughs> it got so annoying and i was like god please stop yelling at me for best i think that go ahead destin that, i think that category could have been clearer because yeah. like are you talking about the music or are you talking about like well, is, the whole package yeah, because the, like you said miranda half of it's, it's not music not great and the music's great so like it's a little i don't i don't feel like it fits tremendously yeah. well yeah. i agree with you that was my one thing i was like i think maybe there's some other games that did a little bit better with the audio and sound although that that category has done really well overall but that was my one like ah, oh, you know i think the music is absolutely if it's art design yes like the overall as a game yes but that's the one where i was like i mean if it's something where it's so bad that i have to go into settings and try to turn it off because it gets annoying then like maybe there's like some analysis there that's of course just me i'm sure people are like right you're just picky and i'm like you know i am you're loud i am best, best audio design nominees uh, alongside Hi-Fi Rusher, Alan Wake 2, Dead Space Remake, Spider-Man 2, and RE4 Remake. Uh, of those, Alan Wake 2 gets would get my vote for, for audio design. Above Dead Space? Because Dead Space audio... It's really good. I mean, those good. are both... Those are. I wonder if those are going to end up kind of split. I mean, you got like three survival horror games, like spooky survival okay. horror games. Well, mm. Those are the ones that like actually have to have good audio yeah. design. Otherwise, you're just like, oh, mm -hmm. this is I mean, scary at all. I, I, my, mm. uh, even though I'm... I've got Daisy the Boxer next to me. Nothing bad's going to happen. It's, not, it's night and I'm alone because my wife and daughter are upstairs asleep late at night. And every time those Taken go, work, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, no, I don't, please don't do that. So that, I think that alone, the, the Taken just grunting Alan Wake at me is, uh, <laughs> is enough to make me vote for, for Alan Wake's best audio design. All right, uh, let me see how much. We, we have just have a few minutes here. Um, Khalif, were there any categories you wanted to just highlight or talk about real quick or, or get picky about? I, I, the personal want and, and hope is that for best performance that Idris Elba wins it just so that I can see him in person at the Game Awards. Oh. That's the only reason I care. <laughs> That's the only yeah. reason. I, like, please, I just want to hang out with Idris real, real, real quick and, and give him a hug. That's fair. That's uh, he's up against Ben Starr for Final Fantasy 16, Cameron Monaghan for Star Wars Jedi Survivor, uh, Melanie Liburd for Alan Wake 2, uh, Neil Newbon for Baldur's Gate 3, and Yuri Lowenthal for Spider-Man 2. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be a stacked one, too. But he's, he's definitely, he's like the most sort of accomplished actor amongst that group, for sure. But that's not to disrespect any of those other performers who, who are certainly more accomplished in the video game space. Than, Absolutely. than Idris is. For sure. Ben, ben is a wonderful human being as well. I've known, met him a couple of times and he's fantastic. And Yuri continues to kill it with every yeah. performance that, that they do as well. So yeah, this, this, con this uh, category is also very, very stacked with really, really fantastic. Destin, quickly, any, any categories that you want to talk about real fast? Best ongoing is super weird category. I don't understand what's going on with this category. <laughs> Apex Cyberpunk? What? Final Fantasy 14. Okay, but there's been a little bit of controversy with FF14 this year. Uh Fortnite and Genshin. 
Like those make sense. Yeah. Apex Cyberpunk's doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't weird. make sense. It does, yeah, it doesn't belong yeah. amongst the, the yeah. there's you know, patches are not the equivalent of an ongoing game. Yeah. Yeah. Khalif? Here's one last thing that I'm just thinking about in terms of like the sentiment in the room during that during the show. I really am uh, curious to see how folks are gonna take to the best community support. Uh, category yeah, one because of Destiny two because of Destiny two and all the things that have happened with Bungie. That's going to be really telling to see how that plays in the room. It, uh, Rupert did say like she obviously supports the team and she's very yep. happy to see it nominated, but also <laughs> Bungie. Yeah, so I agree with you on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, Baldur's Gate three, Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty, Destiny two, FF sixteen, and No Man's Sky. I mean, quietly, No Man's Sky is just it, they just keep releasing awesome free things yeah. like three times, three or four times like quarterly. It's it's they're not they're not uh, they don't shout about it. They just keep putting amazing stuff out. Um, it's not the typo again. Never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm going to fix it really quick. Don't worry it's about two it. Two times they did that. Um, all right. So we'll see. It's, it's fun to, you know, the Game Awards is not the be-all, end-all, but it is one of the few sort of widely voted on. Like, it's a lot of media outlets and creators. Uh, of course, IGN will have our own, our own best of, our own Game of the Year stuff coming up in I December. So, you know, we're heading into award season. It's going to be fun to see in this incredibly stacked, amazing year we've had of games, what's going to ultimately end up taking home all these awards. But uh, I will say if, and I, and I mean this completely as a, as a celebration of Hi-Fi Rush, if one year ago from today, you would have told me that in a year from now, the most nominated Xbox first party exclusive at the Game Awards 2023 would not be Starfield, but instead be a game that I had never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of, I'd be like, ooh, what is it? What, what, I mean, I know we know about, you know, Hellblade 2, and we know about uh, Perfect Dark, and we know about uh, Avowed, and all these things, like, something I've never heard of, and it's going to be the most not, like, what's it going to be? Like, so that, that's pretty cool for, uh, for Tango Gameworks. A game, Hi-Fi Rush, a game that, maybe couldn't be more opposite than the evil within <laughs> in no. like every <laughs> couldn't possibly be more of an opposite game so uh kudos to everybody uh, a well-deserved amazing 2023 for the team at tango gameworks and hopefully they'll take home at least one trophy of the five that they are nominated for all right uh we have got to skedaddle i don't think people say skedaddle anymore we do. people do Okay, good. Yeah, we still we'll allow it. Good. Um, but yeah, this has been a fun Volt full Voltron. All five lions. Yeah. Now one lion's gonna go off and mm, so into the jungle. <laughs> or that weird adventure. Which lion are you? Are you gonna? It was like because like the the oh. blue lion just like just hibernates in the water at the bottom of the ocean and. Oh, that's which, I like to sleep. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> well, they all hibernate when they're not yeah. in use. Okay. I only know the new Voltron. Yeah. I don't know the old one. The new one's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's excellent. It's, and I love the original as a kid because yeah. I'm that old. But yeah, the new one is, if you've never watched it on Netflix, it's, what was it, Miranda, like six, four, four, five seasons, something like that? Voltron? Like yeah. the, the robot that comes together yeah. as animals? There's a new yeah. season and it's so 
not new season, new show. Oh, and I need it's like to see so, it. So, so, so good. But it's like old at this point, but it's yeah. still like the new. new Go one. watch it. I watched yes. it with my daughter when it was first on. And oh, I, it was cool. so, it's like, it's unreal. It's unbelievably good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we got to all sign off here. Uh, I'm going to save Miranda <laughs> for last. Destin, anything to promote? Go for it. Uh, no, not, not really this time. So just <laughs> stay here on IGN. Is there is there one last cookie plug or or, or are you good or YouTube plug? You can you can order cookies through uh com through December fifteenth. I think we're like sometime in the middle of December we'll cut it off and then uh do the last shipment and then uh yeah, I, well I'm not gonna be doing YouTube stuff for a few days, so but youtube.com slash the destin channel if you wanna check that out. Khalif Adams, what do you got? Uh, I'll bum rush through it really quickly. After Thanksgiving, we'll have our 500th episode of Spawn on Me, which is a huge milestone. But I want to take the time really quick to say, Miranda, I want to thank you for always being so amazing on this show. I, I think of you and your voice being connected to this show in so many different ways. And you've brought me so many years of enjoyment with, with your voice and your, and your work and all the beautiful things you bring to the space. So I'm sad to see you go uh, on the show, but I will be in, in, in the guides looking up how to get fatalities and beat people up all the time uh, from, from the guides and the work that you, that you do in the space. So thank you so much for all the work you do here. You're, you are brilliant in everything that you do. So, so massive you. love to you thank for the work you. you do. Well, I hope I can be on the show with you again sometime soon. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And you. you just made Destin look really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no. just gonna call it out. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. I'm kidding, Destin. Oh my gosh, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> I mean, it looks it. like it makes me feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> Miranda's great. I agree. I'm very much gonna miss Miranda. I talk to you all the time. You asked me. I didn't. Yeah. It's <laughs> so funny. We're in weekly meetings. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Stella. Yeah, well, um, I I will say, I mean, I, I would say that I would I'm gonna miss Miranda, but now that she's my boss, I'm gonna work with her a lot more. So I mean, you know, I'm not gonna miss, <laughs> yeah, not gonna miss her. But um, yeah, I guess the next thing is I think today or tomorrow we're trying to release my Modern Warfare Three multiplayer review, and I will say please read the article because we always shorten the videos. And the article I did a ton of research. I spent so much time trying to make arguments for like every single little thing because I know that a lot of people are going to try to find issues, but I can say hey, ah, I, I addressed it. So please read it. Um, yeah, coming out end of day today or tomorrow so Great. probably tomorrow yeah final word from ign on modern warfare 3 uh you can find me on twitter slash x at dmc underscore ryan uh i don't know what i'm working on right now but i'll i'll be at the game awards so if you're gonna be there <laughs> say hello and that'll do it <clears throat> miranda come back and visit yes I you will. and i get to talk all the time too so it's yeah, uh it's, it's not goodbye that's the thing <clears throat> it's like it's sad because it's mostly I just, I just don't get to talk to Khalif, but you know it's oh, but and also talk with all of you on the podcast. But I'll be around, like I'll be on Twitter and yeah. stuff, kind of. I mean, I'm very barely there anymore, but I'll stream eventually too. It's just you know, moment of change. But uh, amazing run on Unlocked. Thank you made this show better. In all seriousness, I mean, all of you do, and in your own unique ways, and you've really elevated Podcast Unlocked. Thank you. So thank you so much for your years of. Uh, of tolerating the rest of us. It was truly a joy. It really was. It really, really was. Thank you as well to our super producer, Red, who will be back next week. And uh, we will not, though. Just quick programming note. Going dark next week, Thanksgiving break. Hopefully you don't mind us taking a little time off with our families. 
but we'll be back the following week with everything that's going on in the world of Xbox. So we will see you then. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.